Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And I'm back from vacation. And that means nothing to you all because you have continued to receive episodes from us as though nothing had happened through the magic of pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys, this is your friendly reminder to take a vacation because that shit works. And I didn't think I needed it. And coming back and having a clear head and the ability to work without feeling like I'm going to crumble is a testament to the power of vacation. <laughs> That's amazing, right? That's amazing. A little, what a little R&R can do for you. That's right. And I'm not going to get into it now, but stick around till after this uh, case to find out which country is the best country that I just traveled to. (laughs) Country, European country, Thunderdome. Which country rules and which country drools? America drools. (laughs) Spoiler alert. America drools. But yeah, we're not going to talk about my European vacation yet. What are we going to talk about? first Sadie right well this is a deli episode y'all Woohoo! thank you so much to deli mazingo for researching and writing this episode Uh, we're going to talk about the complicated life and death of Jim Oney yes so Jim Oney was born on August 17th 1953 in Ferguson Falls Minnesota only because his small hometown of Elbow Lake didn't have a hospital (laughs) Elbow Lake. No hospital and Elbow Lake. Nope. He grew up in a loving family where he thrived as a kid. He was a visiting professor for one summer term at the University of Iowa, where he was paired up with a graduate student to make sure he was acclimating okay. The student was a young woman named Miriam, who was assigned by the communications department to make sure that Jim was able to get an apartment, access campus resources, and adjust well to his new job. As they spent time together, they were both surprised to learn that they had a lot in common and enjoyed talking to one another. They quickly began dating and fell in love. They were engaged by August and were married December 20th, 1986. Jim taught at a few colleges before joining the speech communication department at Texas A&M in 1996. Many students and former students said that Jim was the best teacher they ever had. Miriam said of Jim, quote, he absolutely loved his work in teaching. Most professors either don't like it or won't admit that they don't like it, but he was a teacher. Even though he was a full professor, complete tenure, top of his field, he still wanted to teach undergraduates. Is that true professors listening? Because most of the people who listen to this podcast are PhD. Well, my my good friend Joe has a PhD. Hey Joe, he listens or he did. I don't know if he still listens. And I know that he hated teaching. Hated. <laughs> hated. Yeah. He would I don't think he would be sad that I'd say that. Hated it. Yeah. But you have to when you're working through to get your right. PhD. Yeah. 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 I imagine if I were doing it, I would mostly just want to hole up and hyper focus and research and not really 
deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Jim and Miriam both had PhDs in rhetoric and taught college courses, but Miriam was unable to continue teaching after they had their two sons, Nick and Dan. Both were diagnosed with severe autism as toddlers. The youngest son was low-functioning, nonverbal, and needed diapers into his adulthood. The oldest son was fairly high-functioning, but was prone to violent outbursts. This would be a challenge for any parent, but it was particularly hard on Jim, who valued rhetoric and verbal communication so much. Yeah. His wife, Miriam, said he felt as though he couldn't talk to them. Quote, he just didn't know what to do. He couldn't solve this with paper and pen the way he solved most of his problems. And I think it was extremely hard on him. And he was a little embarrassed, I think, about the boys. Oh, buddy. God. Yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't super taken by them and invested in understanding their communication because that's always been one of the most interesting things in working with people with autism for me is Mm -hmm. learning the ways they communicate. Yeah. And I think also just in general, kids bring out the parts of us that are the hardest to deal with. And yeah, there's a lot of karma wrapped up in that, Mm -hmm. isn't there? Yeah. So for Jim to have to face that as a parent, it's just a lot. Yeah. Deli made a little note here that the couple also had pets, Buffy, Angel, and Xander. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Uh-huh. Buffy Des- fans. Yeah. Described as, quote, three of the goofiest dogs on the planet. Cute. With the advent of the Internet, Jim began running a blog and used it to communicate with students, colleagues, and friends. He kept in touch with a lot of people this way, using the blog to discuss anything that was on his mind, update readers about his family, or promote academic discourse. But at the same time, Jim was a deeply private person. Friends said that Jim only let you know certain things about him and other areas of his life he just preferred not to talk about. A friend said, quote, Jim was extremely private, even in his most intimate relationships, even with Miriam. Mm-hmm. One thing he did talk about, though, was his love for his wife and kids, A former student who became a friend and colleague later in life said that he'd disclosed that he was a recovering alcoholic and was no longer drinking. Quote, he also told me that the thing that helped with his sobriety was his two boys being autistic. And so to have his boys that needed such care made him put something else in front of himself. Mm -hmm. In 2007, Jim got worrying news after a routine doctor's visit. A prostate exam revealed that he may have cancer. He went to a urologist to get a biopsy done, and the couple waited for the results. In the meantime, Jim went out of town to Austin. He told Miriam that he was going to the University of Austin to do some research at their library, and as a fellow academic, she understood. But when he returned home, she learned that he'd lied to her. Right before leaving for class on Monday, he told her that he'd gone to Austin to have sex with a man. Ooh. And then he turned on heel and left to go teach. Oh, <laughs> buddy, come on. Take just pump the brakes a little bit on the coming out to your wife. Yeah. Way, sir. Yeah. When he got home, Marion confronted him and learned that he'd met a man in Austin the previous week and they'd been communicating all week before meeting again. Writer David McConnell speculated on Jim's thought process at the time, saying, quote, I think the very symbolic weight of the prostate cancer test was hanging over him from the start. He needed to recover a sense of vitality in life, and he was going to do that sexually and go out and have fun as a guy. Jim told Miriam that he wanted to be able to have sexual relationships with other men on the side, but Miriam didn't agree to it. Yeah, that's a big old weight to drop on somebody. Well, yeah. And also maybe have that conversation with your wife first and before you cheat on her. Yeah. Let's get through the cancer potential first. Then let's talk about the... Yeah. Informed consent of Mm -hmm. you sleeping with other men. And then just two days after she'd learned that her husband had cheated on her, they both learned that Jim had cancer. Mm. Miriam recalled this time saying, quote, I didn't have a chance to be mad at him. I think I had a right to be mad at him that he did this after 21 years of marriage. Mm. It's very hard to yell at someone who's just gotten a diagnosis of cancer. Truth. That is truth. truth. Yes. To the point that a lot of people fake, (laughs) not a lot of people, (laughs) a lot, Uh, sorry, like 50, 
five to 60 percent of people of people who have been diagnosed with cancer are faking it you guys no god <laughs> no, no god no 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 i we have had a friend i've heard these horror stories outside of our friendships but we had a friend who had a boyfriend who, who faked cancer for like a year and a half mm-hmm. to keep her in a relationship yikes yikes but jim promised miriam that he wouldn't repeat the mistakes he'd made and miriam promised to stay by his side while he faced cancer treatment she said she felt as though his one night stand was relatively small now that she knew he had cancer and that she could lose him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to put this out here. Miriam is an angel. Yep. She's an angel. Yep. But it's true. If you have all the time in the world to work something like that out, then mm-hmm. you get to feel all your feelings and it can be complicated and you can take your time with it. But if there is potentially a limited amount of time for someone to spend on earth then you have to like really prioritize what mm-hmm. matters and ultimately like your feelings getting hurt or you feeling the sense of betrayal it's going to be minimized probably totally. what else it's also going to rush to the forefront that like okay this guy's been living a life that he didn't want to live to some degree mm-hmm. you know and so let's just be honest and love each other through it or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. yeah when i find that as the longer i'm married Ryan and I have been together, I don't know, four, 13 years, 14 years. And it it just changes. And I can, so I yeah. can imagine add 10 more years to that. It just, things matter in different ways. Way different ways. When yes. you're with somebody for that long yeah. and you still love them. Yeah. They're just, things don't. Well, the depth of that love is so, it's going to make me cry, but it, yeah. You go through so much together. You have mm-hmm. these children and yeah. Yeah. It's that Israel family. Um, yeah, yeah, I get for it. Sure. When Jim underwent a surgery to remove his prostate, he learned that the cancer was completely contained and having it removed meant that he was now cancer free. Yeah. Remembering this time in her life, Miriam broke down in tears. Quote, I was just so happy he wasn't going to die because mm-hmm. I figured as long as he's there, there's hope. Yeah. But unfortunately, things got harder for the couple. This experience had caused Jim to face his own mortality and his pre-existing depression got worse. Miriam said, quote, he never really came all the way back. And as a result, he began drinking again after years of sobriety. Oh, no. Yeah. The sexual aspect of the relationship also became very complicated. As a result of his prostatectomy, Jim was unable to get an erection, despite the fact that his sex drive was still the same. Oh, buddy. Ugh, brutal. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he was unable to put aside his attraction for men. He began staying at the university later, where he would use this time to talk with men in gay chat rooms. Miriam was unaware that he was using this time to talk with men online. She said, quote, it got to the point where he would come home from working and he would go to the computer and he would be there until bed. And it just got worse and worse and worse. Mm. Over time, Jim began seeking out online chat rooms for trans women, and he was specifically interested in trans women who hadn't had reassignment surgery. Soon he began chatting with a trans woman under the screen name Pretty Girl 1985, girl with a U. She introduced herself as Karen and said she was 18 years old. She seemed genuinely interested in him, and Jim was very flattered by it. He told her that he was a professor at Texas A&M, and she excitedly told him that she'd never met a professor before. He then sent her a message saying, quote, you're so easy to talk to. I find it hard to open up, but I feel I can be myself with you. She responded, quote, you can always be yourself with me. Writer David McConnell said about the relationship, quote, something real develops between them. That was the power of the Internet for Jim. He could start to confess in a way he would never be able to do with a real person. Mm-hmm. He was able to do it online. And as they began to open up and be vulnerable with one another, Karen revealed to him that she was actually 16. Oh, no, God, no, please mm-hmm. run, go. But apparently for Jim, this wasn't a deal breaker. Oh, Jim, no, Jim. Yeah. A friend said, quote, this was a form of escape. He wanted to believe that this was possible. Yeah. Within just a few days of chatting, despite knowing that it was illegal to do so, their conversations became more explicit. No, Jim. God. I know. Don't do it, Jim. Ugh. Karen sent him a message saying, quote, 
you've got it all. You're hot. You're smart. You're just what I need to protect me. Mm -mm. They exchanged naked photos of themselves. And then just a day or so after that, Jim's form of escape became way too real. No. Jim got a call from Karen's dad telling him to stay away from his daughter. Ugh, can you imagine? No. Uh, no. It's no. like he didn't get a call from the fucking FBI. Mm-hmm. He tried deleting records of their communication, knowing that his career, family, and reputation were at risk. Before long, Karen's dad reached out again via email. He wrote, quote, This is Karen's father. Karen is severely traumatized by everything you've put her through. I finally got her in a good place, and now she's off the rails. If I don't get her help soon, she's going to have a breakdown. This is all your fault. She's young, vulnerable, and impressionable. He demanded money for therapy. I was gonna say, here comes the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. little blackmail. Yep. First thing in the morning. Little entrapment. Yep. Yep. He demanded money for her therapy, writing, "Quote: I need to take her to see a therapist. I can't afford it, but I know my daughter needs help." You're going to pay for the therapy. Jim was terrified of the consequences and took this extremely seriously. He apologized for what he'd done and he vowed he'd get the money somehow. While trying to keep up appearances as though nothing was wrong, he started scrambling to come up with money. But it was difficult to find extra income in a household like Jim's, where his son's care and medications took up a large part of their budget to make things even more complicated, Miriam was in charge of the family's finances and would definitely notice if any of their money was missing. Mm. Poor Miriam. Yeah. Before mm. long, Karen's dad gave Jim a dollar amount that he was seeking. In an email to Jim, he wrote, quote, Listen up, you dirty old perv. I'm not playing nice anymore. If you want all this to go away, I want $5,000 by the end of the month. Fair. He wanted... Yeah. He wanted it paid with a green dot bank card, a prepaid card that money can be added to. And Karen's dad made it clear that there would be consequences if his demands weren't met. He threatened to tell the university, the police, and his family about the sexually explicit relationship that Jim had had with his daughter. Jim used the small amount of savings the couple had to pay Karen's dad, but it was only about $1,500. He promised to send more money in January and wrote to Karen's dad, quote, I've got the cash. We'll load the card. You should get it by the end of the day. Again, I'm so sorry. Mm. A prosecutor who was later involved in this case said, quote, Jim's response was very sincere. He referenced that he was doing the best he could to get him the money as soon as he could, and he believed that this would end once he made the payments. Mm -hmm. Jim began drinking heavily to cope, he started hiding stashes of alcohol at home, in his car, and in his desk at work. Jim, get it together. Pull I it together, know. man. God. No, you're just not coping with your life at all. You're doing yeah. really awful things to cope with <laughs> really whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's one thing. Yes. It's my heart is go, goes out to people who are closeted massively, majorly, endlessly, but people who are having conversations with children online. Nope. God, nope just nope, lost nope, me. Nope, Here nope, I go. Nope, Bye. Yep. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Especially like young, vulnerable trans women. No, fuck no. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Once you learn, mm -hmm. get off of the online chat lines anyway. Yep. If you're married and yes. trying to be in a committed relationship with your partner, but also who has just seen you through cancer and an affair and alcoholism and yeah raising autistic sons that right. you Quit her have an career. inability to communicate with mm -hmm. because you feel sorry for yourself because mm -hmm. rhetoric's so important to you. Yep. yep. I'm over yep. it, Jim. Yep. I'm off yep. to, I'm off the gym train. Uh-huh. Yeah. If anybody gets to have a mental breakdown, it's Miriam. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's been putting up with all this bullshit yep. and gave up her career that I'm sure she loved as much as Jim did for yep. her children. And I'm sure she has all kinds of secret fantasies that are left mm -hmm. unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's just her lot in life and she's yep. just gonna be a grown-up and figure it out start mm -hmm. writing poetry or something read some erotica yeah. yeah have a conversation get a divorce go have a bunch of lovers whatever do whatever you want as a, a consenting adult but you have to communicate you have to take responsibility mm -hmm. yep yep when january finally arrived jim knew his time was up karen's dad immediately texted him again 
His demands were now very aggressive. In one email dated January 7th, 2013, he wrote, quote, if I do not hear from you, I swear to God almighty that the police, your place of employment, students all over the internet, all of them will be able to see your conversations, texts, pictures you send. And if by some miracle you get away with this, I will use every chance I get to make sure every place or person associated with you knows and see and see what you have done. Last chance, you better make the right move. Oh, God. Imagine getting that email. Yeah, right? I can't handle when somebody's maybe I've decided that they're upset with me. Yeah. In my mind, I cannot imagine. But the way you don't get that email is by not preying on mm-hmm. children on mm-hmm. the Internet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Do not send them dick pics. No. He gave Jim until the next day to make the payment. Jim responded by saying, quote, what more do you want? I'm so totally broke right now. I have never done anything like this before, and I just pray you will forgive me. No, it's not going to happen, Jim. (laughs) No, no. Under the influence and unable to see a way out, Jim wrote a suicide letter to Miriam and left it on his desk in the home office. As she opened the letter, she found a photo of herself in her wedding dress that Jim had always kept on his desk at work. She went out to go find him, heading first to the Texas A&M campus. When she pulled into the parking garage that Jim always parked in, she found him sitting and crying in a corner. And it was there that Jim confessed to Miriam what he'd done. He told her that he'd already given someone their house payment. Miriam said that at this moment, quote, I sat there for a minute and I just started laughing because it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. If they had done this on an episode of Law and Order, he would have gotten huffy and gotten out of the room because it was so stupid. Yeah. But Miriam explained that Jim was too emotional and inebriated to understand that he'd been targeted for blackmail. Mm-hmm. Miriam pledged to support him. Oh, no, Miriam. <laughs> enough is enough. Go run oh, for no. your life, honey. We're good. Have you seen that TikTok of the guy who admitted to his wife that he cheated and he's sitting in the shower, like running the shower, fully clothed and sobbing? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and now here's Miriam having to pick up the pieces and figure out how to support her cheater. Predator. Yeah, husband making really fucked up decisions. And yeah. This week's episode is sponsored by Care Of. In case you haven't heard us talk about Care Of before, it's a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. All you do to get started is take a short, simple online quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, and Care Of will give you doctor-back recommendations. It's that easy. As we get older, things start to change, and you need a little bit more support and assistance in feeling your best. And we have found with Care Of... They make it so easy with these high quality products that come straight to my house. They help me sleep, which Mm -hmm. has always been an issue for me. There's all kinds of things that factor into not being able to sleep. And I love the Care Of sleep supplement. It puts me to bed like a little tiny baby. What I like most about Care Of is the ease of remembering to take my vitamins. Yes. ADHD sisters unite in routine. They even put their vitamins in individual pack, like little pouches, little packets Mm -hmm. in a tower. And so you just take one off the bottom and they all come down so you don't forget. (laughs) And then you also feel like sort of that thing when you're a kid and you love uh, official things. (laughs) Like sticker charts? (laughs) Yes. It really does scratch that itch, you know? It's also very attractive. The packaging is very Mm -hmm. attractive, which is important. So it doesn't look like you're living in sort of like some sort of weird supplement store in a strip mall. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's sophisticated, it's whimsical, it's cheerful. And yeah, pull it out, rip it open, pop it in, move on with your life, and you feel better. (laughs) And shit's just getting taken care of. It's amazing. I mean, whoa, care of. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. 
Play it now with Game Pass. <laughs> and I've talked about this before, but I, guys, I cannot stress enough. I was recently on a trip. I didn't get my GM flax in the morning. And when I tell you that there is a big difference in my digestion and in my sense of feeling full when I don't eat flax and chia in the morning, I'm not kidding. It makes me feel much more full, much longer, and it's packed with protein and fiber. And those are things that girls like me need for so many different reasons. But it is like it is something I cannot skip in the morning or my day is off track. So I love their Chia Flax combo. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code THEYWILL50. That is takecareof.com and enter code THEYWILL50. Miriam told Jim not to contact Karen's father again, and she reached out to a lawyer. Following the lawyer's advice, she made sure that he was safe for the time being. She contacted his friends at work to make sure he could take a break from the university, and she tried to keep his priorities and triumphs in the front of his mind. Miriam, my love, if you're still mm -hmm. out there, I'm so sorry. You are strong and you are smart, and mm -hmm. you did not deserve to have to no. put up with this shit. No, nope. Quote, I was just telling him there was nothing that we couldn't get through. We have two autistic children. We have raised to adulthood. We've been through rough stuff. I thought we could get through this. With a support system and a leave of absence scheduled to begin in a few days, things seemed to be looking up. But the messages from Karen's dad started flooding his inbox again. Miriam said that the email alert on Jim's phone was chiming every other minute and that his hands were visibly shaking. One of Jim's close friends said, quote, Jim was sort of careful to manage his public persona. If all these details all of a sudden came out, he no longer had control of that. I think ultimately that was the most terrifying thing to Jim, that he would lose control of his public face. Mm-hmm. When Jim arrived at work the next morning, he learned that Karen's dad had begun following through with his threats. The administrative assistant in his department stopped him in the hallway to tell him that someone had been calling for him and had left two messages mentioning sexual assault on a student. Oh. He also learned that Karen's dad had left an anonymous comment on a website that students used to rate their professors. The comment read, quote, taught Karen so much. <laughs> For Jim, this was the moment where his private wrongdoings had now started to bleed into his professional life. Miriam said, quote, It was one thing for him to be ashamed of what he had done, but it was a whole different thing of other people knowing what he did and then having to live with that knowledge being out there. I just think that was more than he could live with. Mm -hmm. Trigger warning for suicide. Yeah. At 9.21 a.m. on January 8th, 2013, Karen's dad texted, quote, three more hours. If I don't hear from you, the calls start. At 1029 a.m., Jim replied, quote, killing myself now and you will be prosecuted for blackmail. Just one minute later, Jim jumped to his death from the roof of a campus parking garage. He was 59 years old. Jim. When Miriam was informed of her husband's death a few hours later, she let out a sound that she described as something much more primal than a scream. Mm. She told detectives that Jim was being blackmailed and had previously contemplated suicide as a result. When they found his cell phone, it was filled with missed calls, voicemails, and emails from Karen's father. Authorities found the receipt from the green dot card that Jim had purchased, and they traced the card's history. They learned that it had been recently used at a Lowe's in Louisiana. When they tracked down the surveillance footage from the day it was used, they saw a man using the card. Oh, I would love it so much if you're like, and it was Miriam. <laughs> I'm going to write that story because uh, I just want this story to end differently. I'm just living in the world with that. It's true. Right. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Miriam, not Damn to project that onto you. Yeah. That's, I, this is devastating for you. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that would, there would just, that would be satisfying in, mm -hmm. in a very selfish, specific way. A fiction, fiction writer sort of way. Yes. yes. <laughs> the man was later identified as 37-year-old Daniel Timothy Duplazier. There was no Karen. 
The girl Jim thought he'd been chatting with was Duplay's years pretending to be a trans girl. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the first time he'd run the scam. He created fake profiles on chat sites under the email address prettygirl1985 at yahoo.com, which he used to target men. Just like in Jim's case, he would send explicit images of a girl. After getting the men's phone numbers, he would call pretending to be an outraged father and demand money to pay for therapy for his daughter. To make things even worse, the images Duplazier used were of his actual underage daughter. No way. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. So there was a girl. It was his daughter. She wasn't trans, and she also wasn't deeply cared for by a concerned father. Ugh. She was yet another victim in all of this. Two years before Jim's death, Duplazier was charged with aggravated incest and oral sexual Mm-mm. battery. Mm-mm. It's unclear if those charges amounted to anything. Duplazier was charged in federal court with extortion. He pleaded not guilty. At trial, the court learned that Duplazier took nude photos and videos of his daughter to use them in the blackmail scheme. That's disgusting. That's despicable. It's fucking horrendous. She told authorities that they had created the fake profiles together. But of course, she was considered a victim of abuse in this case and faced no charges. I yes, she got God. the help she needed. Oh, that poor, poor, poor person. Ugh. The court also learned that Duplazier kept a list with the names and phone numbers of men he was extorting. Get a job. I mean, it is a brilliant scam, though, because it's just a perfect trap. Mm-hmm. It's yep. a perfect trap. There's yeah. no way out of that. It's one thing if you want to be creep on creep. You're a creep. Mm-hmm. You're targeting other creeps. No, Dexter don't do style. that. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, like I get it. But yes, in bringing a young underage girl. No. And the God. fact that he's doing, <laughs> he's actually doing the things that he's accusing. Right. Well, the men are participating also, but the, you can't actually commit these crimes. No. You bozo. It's God, like Greek tragedy so playing out in real time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's so gross. In two handwritten letters to the federal district judge presiding over his case, Duplazier begged for mercy. He blamed his crimes on mental illness, writing, quote, please do the right thing for everybody, most, mostly him, and put me in a mental hospital so I can begin long, long-term care. I need help to stop being so twisted up and lost in my own mind. I'm sure that's true, but, but buddy, we are way beyond that. You could have just done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this federal judge, guess what he did? He sentenced Daniel Timothy Duplazier to just one year Uh -uh. in prison Uh -uh. for his crimes. You are absolutely fucking kidding me. That is a life sentence. No question. Mm -hmm. For what minimum? Like 20 years. Yes. Yes. Child sexual abuse material. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to? Pay for the sins of the fathers. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't Meanwhile, know. Miriam has to like deal with all this on her own. Mm-hmm. Because with it, her adult sons who still need her help. Oh, because no. like her husband couldn't stick around to mm-hmm. bail her out and help yeah. like, fix his own. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't. Like a good minimum, you know, he's tenured almost to retirement age, Mm-mm. has completely left her without any income. Like, go. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just not it's okay. Not okay. Nope. The selfishness is staggering. Just, yeah, there's no excuse for his actions. His deceit and harm was amplified when he made the decision to engage in explicit conversations with a minor. Big time. Whether he was actually talking to an underage person really makes no difference. Nope. When given the option to end their communication, he chose not to. Yep. Miriam recognized this. She said it was his decision to do this, but she's disheartened to know that her husband's life will be overshadowed by the circumstances of his death. Quote, to him, being a professor was a sacred duty, and he cared so much about his students. The people who know him, who loved him, they are not going to feel any differently about him. Yeah. And that, my darling. Oh, boy. Is the terrible life and death of Jimoni. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you go from here? Well, you go straight to 
jail. <laughs> God. Yeah. I have, it's so complicated. Being a human being is so complicated and we talk about it all the time. We have from the get go, mm -hmm. but people have to be able to be themselves like the consequences. And this is not for one second to justify what he did no. or like engaging and not having the maturity and the strength to not start a relationship with a child. Mm -hmm. But I think that shit like that happens a lot more than it doesn't. Yeah. What do you say? Other than what all of the things you just said, I, I have no words. No, it's really hard to find the empathy. Yeah. But it's a great illustration. It's a great story, Deli. And it's a great illustration of a lot of different societal issues and, and we don't have to speak on all of them right now because quite frankly, I'm not qualified to do so, but yeah, that's, it's a really good breakdown of all kinds of issues with our acceptance of each other. And then also the roles that we all play in each other's lives and mm -hmm. the things that we take on for other people that are just quite frankly, completely inappropriate and unfair in Miriam's case. And the case yeah. of his children and his colleagues and all the people who had to pick up the pieces after he pieced out. 100%. And that daughter, please tell me there's some sort of like massive GoFundMe for her, some permanent trust where she just gets to like be on Hammock Island all by herself. She gets her very own Hammock Island because God. Right. Monstrous behavior. No. Uh, like, in fact, her dad just got a year in prison. So <sighs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and people with marijuana convictions spend life in prison no. make it make sense i can't do it any longer <laughs> it's not funny but i laugh because that's my coping mechanism yes yeah no oi 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 very good one deli extremely good one yeah you're you. still you're fired for making us feel sad <laughs> i mean i think we set ourselves up for failure by yeah. starting this thing in the first place yeah. so i can only blame her too much but yes yeah. you're also fired and <laughs> here's a subpoena you're deposed and fired because <laughs> <laughs> we're suing you for motions <laughs> yes damages so many that we damages. asked for <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure in this country that's it's just like when people break into other people's houses and then sue them because they get hurt while breaking into those people's right. houses. Yeah, this, this would be that. And I'm fully willing to take it to the extreme. Let's see I mean, how far we can take this. Yeah. It's the only place to take it to court. <laughs> Speaking of court, do you guys want to hear which country is the best country? <laughs> yes. Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Smackdown. Versus the UK versus Spain. But, yeah, England, Spain versus Italy. Spoiler alert, nobody's the best. <laughs> no. Everyone's a winner. You guys, how are you living with yourselves in these beautiful places? I am, I've been to Spain before. I love Spain. It's beautiful. It's amazing. The food's amazing. Spain's just nuts. It's beautiful. And people who live over there, is Spain the California of Europe. <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> it feels like it is. Italy, I was not prepared for the magnificence that is Italy. I get it now. I get why all my Italian friends are like, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I, I get it. I get it. You know what? If I was Italian too, I would have like permanent fucking parade in my front yard and just be like, have you got, do you understand? Do you understand? Cause no, we don't, we have no, we cannot comprehend how <laughs> fucking beautiful that place is. It's <laughs> spectacular. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> Bravo. You win. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's really all there is to say. If you think you know what Italy is and you do, you don't, you can't, begin to understand and then london i know we have a lot of london listeners yeah you guys oh my god again like i knew i would i knew i would like london i spend a ton of time in new york so i think i understand cities <laughs> damn it damn it 
I'd never been. And I specifically went because my other podcast, Please Leave, four of the voice actors for Please Leave live, live in London. Ben, I've gotten quite close to. He was the star of my little short film I filmed this summer. He lives there and I hadn't met the others. So I specifically went there just for that. I was like, I really want to go. If we're going to be in Europe, I have to go to London. I want to see these guys. And that was lovely. But I'm so glad that the universe forced me to go to London because now I'm addicted to London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but it's so good. It's so good. We're all sleeping on London. I I, I just think it's like, <laughs> again, like... It's so good. It's so charming. It's so beautiful. It has this very kind of underground culture 90s feel to it, which is a mm-hmm. huge compliment. It's It feels like the best parts of the 90s to me. Like when you could go and sit in a coffee shop for hours and they wouldn't kick you out. That's what it feels like. The aesthetic, at least where we were staying. We also went to the financial district acted accidentally because I booked us a dinner there. And even that was like charming as fuck. But um <laughs> The people were so kind. I don't know. I was very, very charmed. I didn't see any foxes, and I'm a little bit out of shape about that because apparently London is overrun with foxes. Mm, give me a London. Fox. Yeah, but otherwise, I don't. You guys, damn it! This place is this cut. This world is so beautiful. So true, man. You dominate yeah. aesthetically, culturally, food for sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. Bravo. Take a bow. Spain, Italy, and London, you did it. (laughs) You win at life. You win, we drool, right? You win, we drool. I mean, we don't drool. I do love this place, and I was happy to come home, especially where I live. It's such a weird place, and I love it so much, but shit. Yeah, we have a lot to learn. (laughs) We can do better. (laughs) When you're driving along, and it's just a lot of weird, low beige brick strip malls <laughs> unwalkable they're like i think we could have done this better I think there are better ways to do this and then you see it in person let's do a tour and they will kill tour do we i meant to look do we have any italian listeners do you have any idea i have no idea probably right, anybody out there anybody in italy anybody in portofino <laughs> <laughs> oh and hot tip travel in november this might be a known thing but If you want to have all of Portofino, literally, it was us, Laura and I, and like five locals. That is not an exaggeration. Sadie can tell you. I was Marco Poloing the whole time. And I was like, we are in the castle where Kourtney Kardashian got married two months ago or whatever, like a year ago. (laughs) To ourselves, the entire town. We had it. It was empty. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Portofino. I got Portofino all to myself. What? That's a once in a lifetime experience. Anyway. Yeah, she was uh, I, <laughs> sending us these Marco Polos and I was like, this is how every single horror movie starts. Course. <laughs> like, you know that, right? Master of horror. This is how it all starts. I don't know. Look at these American tourists in Italy having the castle to themselves and then they get murdered it's like by the because- stick witch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know this. Get out of the castle. Oh, it was totally cleared out by the stick witch. It really, but it would be. Yeah, like, why do you think all the locals left the gorgeous place? Because the stick witch is coming. If that was the, if that's how I go out, that is a great way to go out. In Portofino by the stick witch. I'm I'm down. It's worth it. I would say it was worth it. Yeah. Just travel in November. Travel after the stick witch shows up. worth it right before right after up to you yeah (laughs) before all the restaurants close no it's worth the risk (laughs) if you don't know a stick it's like a witch made out of sticks and twigs of course like the wicker man (laughs) but a witch exactly she gets yeah she gets a whole village and then the unsuspecting americans show up yeah, and then Courtney comes for this. And becomes the stick witch. I am yes, the stick witch. I know. You're going to come here for Thanksgiving, which I'm rolling my eyes about, and yeah. uh, going to be the stick witch. I'll be like, Courtney, you've got a twig in your hair. And you're like, that is my hair. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Ouch. Ouch. Just Ouch. Coming, and coming and coming yeah. and coming and coming and then I'm, uh, my skin suit unravels and I'm a stick witch. Yep. No, just, we all Worth know what it. happens. Uh, yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, we owe some shouty outies. Let's do a couple quick shouty outies. Yeah, we do. do you have time? Let's do it. Yeah. I've got time. I got nothing but time. Do you um, have time, listeners? We won't know until they listen. We <laughs> <laughs> hold my breath to see if you have time. <laughs> Although I did look at our stats recently, and it's like this is right about the time that most people will tune out. Yeah. So you yeah. are a real one. If you are still listening and you listen through shouty outies to the mm-hmm. end, you are the real ones. Yep. Uh, if you want a shouty outie, if you are a real one, for as little as $5 a month, you can go to our Patreon. You can get a whole other ca- catalog of stories. There's almost as many. I think there's only like 10 fewer stories yeah. on our Patreon than there are on the main feed. I don't know how many that is. 160 or something Yeah, at this I think point. there's 170 right now. Holy shit. Plus, maybe 175 now. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the other day. So oh, I found out Ben, my please leave love uh that i visited in london he's an actor obviously and he's like yeah one time i played gerard schaefer for this true crime series killer cops (laughs) and i was like sorry what excuse me (laughs) gerard john schaefer who i and i was like i'm pretty sure i covered him i was gonna say didn't you cover him yes he's a baddie i know he's a bad bad baddie and so say I was like I'm pretty sure I covered him and Laura's like how do you not know and I was like Laura <laughs> after over 300 episodes yeah she was like yeah that's a good point it's a lot yeah anyway anyway um yes it's a whole other catalog over there five dollars a month get you all those episodes 10 plus dollars get you goodies and freebies and all of our patreon uh episodes are ad free as an additional bonus so Head on over there, get that, and then you get one of these eventually. (laughs) A very long time from now. Well, thank you so much to Marina. No name, no last name. No, (laughs) to Marina. She doesn't need a name because Marina is cannot be tamed. If you try to tie her down or understand her, you will fail. Because Marina will put you in coolness jail. Because Marina's so cool that she cannot be put into a box or category, let alone have a surname. Because she's not a sir. She says, no, sir, I will not be tamed. I'm Marina. Racing down the street at the speed of cool. Going to school and telling them to drink because they drool and she's cool and she knows this is true and everybody around her says it too marina (laughs) thank you marina thank you marina who else wow thank you so much to kate s kate snothering into your life kate's through like a knife with her beauty and her bravery kate's coming down through the thicket she gets to your house and she tricks you into thinking you are cooler than her but you're not because kate's the coolest she's the one that everybody wants to be kate's smart and savvy she's brave and she's also very intelligent she's stealthy and also magnificently empathic (laughs) (laughs) coming to you with truth bombs dropping them on you before you know what's happening Kate's also a little tender. Don't forget to mend her heart. If you come across her, she needs love too. Even though Kate's the coolest one, she's the glorious light of heaven. (laughs) She still needs love, guys. Don't forget that Kate's need love too. (laughs) But once you give her the love, she will bestow it back upon you 20,000 million fold until the end of time you will be told (laughs) you won't forget that Kate's the fucking best (laughs) 
It's important to remember that our Patreon supporters need love too, even though they're the fucking best. Of course. You know, we yes. forget these things. We do. It's easy to forget. Yep. Last but not least. Yeah, last but not least. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Um, thank you so much to Jessica P. Jessica. Properly known as Jessica. Well, it's Jessica with an A instead of an I. <laughs> Jessica, properly known as Jessica. She is not forgettable. She is very memorable. She comes around and everybody bows down to Jessica. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> I was hoping you would. It's because she's it's because she's extraordinary. She is never ordinary. Yes, that's why they put an extra on the beginning of that word to tell you that without me explaining it. She is colossally brilliant. She is radiant. She is bright she is lithe and lovely she is completely out of sight she's jessica don't fuck around with her (laughs) if you do it's gonna be the last thing that you do whoa wow wow but in a cool way like you're just gonna regret it not that you're gonna die (laughs) If you fall out of Jessica's favor, you'll regret it forever. Trust me, she's worth it. She's the one you want in your circle. She's the one, period. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you. We love you so much. We love you so much. So, so, so much. I did miss you while I was in, um, when I lived in Europe last week. Uh, that's a joke. I didn't live in Europe. <laughs> when you are from Europe. No, I'm now. from Europe. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I did miss you. And if you want to spend more time with us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com. And you can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review and subscribe to us, please. Yes, but please. better than that, tell all your friends about us. Please. And if anybody has understanding of how Reddit works other than reading it. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got enough karma to post on things, post about please, us, please. Please, please, I love Reddit so much. I use it almost as regularly as anything else in this world, but I mm-hmm. never cracked it. it's impossible it's impossible i need yeah i should just now that i'm medicated i should dive back in but it is amazing i do Mm -hmm. appreciate it it is probably the best aggregator of interesting information because it's impossible to use anyway (laughs) thank you aj Perkins, for your music thank you so much and remember i was going to save this for name time but i'm just going to go ahead and use it as a and remember so Lots of lots in the news about how AI is going to steal the jobs, all the jobs, right? Especially mm-hmm. the jobs of creatives. So I use chat GBT a lot when I'm writing, especially as a thesaurus. And yeah, mostly as a thesaurus. But the other day I was trying to come up with a pun that had to do with <laughs> possum. <laughs> and so I asked chat GBT, what are some words that rhyme with possum? Because I also wanted it to rhyme anyway. Right. Here's what ChatGBT came back with. 15 words that rhyme with possum. Blossom. Yeah, come that's strong. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Also a strong one. Flossin. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, like your teeth. Got to floss in mm-hmm. your teeth. Yep. <laughs> I'm just Number, flossin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number 4, blossom. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. The one that we already covered. Yeah. Okay. okay. Number 5, awesome. Oh. oh. <laughs> Followed by blossom. Oh, <laughs> followed by awesome. <laughs> Number eight. Here spelled, we go. Spelled different? No. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Number eight coming in real hard with sawsome. S-A-W-S-O-M-E. In like parentheses. In barbecue parentheses. 
is this no saw s a w saw 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 some like this chainsaw is awesome yes it, it, exactly right because it says in parentheses informal oh. comma blending saw and awesome <laughs> which I was so grateful for because guys I have tried to blend saw and awesome so many times but it always how feels, you how? it feels so formal to me. <laughs> And then I'm like, what, how, okay, what word rhymes with possum, but also blends saw and awesome and is, and isn't too formal because I don't need, I, you know, I don't need to rhyme saw and awesome with possum in a formal situation very often in a formal environment. Oh, well, I do. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, sawsome rhymes with every time. Okay. What's number nine? Uh, blossom. Okay. Good. <laughs> number good. 10, frolicsome. Frolicsome. Oh, frolicsome. Okay. Because that is a very, very commonly used word. Yes. Frolicsome. <laughs> oh, how would you describe your daughter? Uh, she's frolicsome. She's frolicsome. <laughs> and the last five, blossom, <laughs> awesome, blossom, blossom, awesome. <laughs> oh god you need to do like an experiment and come back like six months from now and ask the same question and see how the ai has changed i'm just gonna go ahead and ask him right now i will send that to you too so you can put it on the on the internet so that people can see that i did not make that up i died that's so funny words that rhyme with possum blossom awesome flossom blossom blossomed blossoming that's the list today. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they've they've edited themselves down a bit. Yes. <laughs> Flossum, in parentheses, less common, common, comma, but a potential rhyme. <laughs> what is what if you unlock? Mean? <laughs> what if you unlock uh, in the robots, that, the AI that takes over the earth right now by asking it too many times things that rhyme with possum? God. <sighs> oh, it's not a word. What? Um, okay, what? I apologize for the confusion in my previous response. It seems there might be a misunderstanding. As of my last knowledge update in January 2022, there is no widely recognized English word flossum. It's possible <laughs> that it's a less common or regional term, or it might be a misspelling or mispronunciation, misinterpretation. Whoa. If flossum is a term you came across recently, or if it has gained popularity or recognition after my last update, I recommend checking a current dictionary or reliable sources for the most. Okay, so I'm blaming the CEO who recently got fired. I think he's just gone in and is fucking with ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Totally is. He's like, okay, I'm just going to go in and per per personally answer this blossom. question. Awesome. <laughs> blossom, blossom, awesome. <laughs> flossum, sawsome. <laughs> You, uh, you think you can fire me? Blossom. Blossom. Awesome. <laughs> blossom. <laughs> You're gonna wish you never had. <laughs> uh, All right, Blossom. How are you, Awesome Blossoms? <laughs> Go Flossom them. So awesome. Uh, the CEO was also like, damn, I have a real craving for Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love you. Sorry. Love you. Wow. I'm throwing my microphone. <laughs> The AI is coming to get you. Seriously. We love you guys so much. So much. We'll see you next week and we'll see you next time. Yeah, we will. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.